Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey with the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture. We're recording today's podcast on February 11th, 2020, and if you're like me, you're so tired of all the rain we've received over the past few weeks and months, but you know that a drought could be just around the corner. That's the nature of Tennessee weather. Our guest today is physiologist Avat Shakufa. Hey there. Hi, Ginger. Thank you for having me here today. As a crop physiologist, the weather here in our climate especially has got to be so exasperating for you. Um, and that's a lot of what you do to research. Uh, how do we produce sustainable production in an unstable environment? That's a great um, comment or start for this story because our environment is really unstable. And um, so under this condition that we have uh, drought in a portion of time of plant growth, and then we have flooding in another portion, then we have high temperature, we have heat. How can we deal with this? And what are our choices that we can make uh, that help with sustainable production um, in soybean, mm -hmm. cotton, corn production? Yeah. This is something you've been looking at for several years, and you're starting actually a third year of a study um, looking at soybeans and uh, and how to you know look for varieties that will be more tolerant to these drought conditions or flooding conditions and uh, you know as we're going into the spring season we're getting ready we want to kind of talk about what's going on what sort of research is going on and what you're preparing to do for this year so I'll just let you start but just giving us an overview of this research project that you've been on uh, yeah um, we um, are fortunate enough to uh, have funding for this research um, from United Soybean Board and um, to support our research on abiotic stresses for sustainable sustainability in agriculture and um, so um, we um, were very interested in seeing how we can screen um, soybean in upper mid-south of the United States for um, in such a um, challenging environment uh, in a drought condition. Mm -hmm. And uh, for that, uh, of course, there are different techniques, there are different traits that we can look for. But uh, we were particularly interested in seeing um, uh, traits or potentials that can be uh, um, can be transferred to different a big a large number of uh, soybean lines. So that's how we came out with the study first year of study in control environment and using a, a chemical to using that chemical uh, screen um, over 150 soybean lines almost over thousands plant uh, derooted uh, shoot of soybean in a control environment to find out which one of them uh, they wilt faster than the other. Mm -hmm. Why that is important, that is going to help us to screen the line and find the one that is wilting very slow. Slow wilting is helping the plant to save water early in the growing stages and that help us with the later in the growth stage. But screening for this trait particularly um, is not easy. Sure. And and uh, we cannot manage uh, that many lines that I mentioned in um, whole plant measurement. That's how we started to tear this up from the higher number of um, lines to a lower, uh, like, kind of sending through a funnel. Through and a funnel, that, yes. yes. Use that analogy. So you started with a thousand shoots. 
That's right, we use thousands of plants, but those thousands of plants, they were representing 150 soybean lines. Gotcha, okay. And then from that, we ended up to 150 plants, which were uh, almost 26 uh, lines selected based on our first year of study. Okay. The 26 lines were tested in a system that we were able to measure the entire plant water loss in a few days measurement in a control environment. Mm -hmm. We measured, the, like that year, we measured over 150 plants in, under uh, dry air and high, um, like the environment, the temp like midday situation mm -hmm. in, out there in the field. And then out of that, we found out uh, what was very interesting in our study was first set of experiment, we used the aquaporin inhibitors, um, chemicals, mm -hmm. to screen the, this uh, 1,000 soybean diluted shoot. And then we um, compared the result with the next step, which we measured the whole plant transpiration, the whole plant water loss in a control environment. We found almost 70%, over 70% match those lines that they showed slow wilting in a control environment for diluted shoot, they showed the same story, 70% of them in a whole plant water loss system. So they showed us the one that had lower wilting, the one that was showing lower wilting actually showed lower uh, temperature too, compared to the one that wilted quickly and showed higher temperature. And we brought them to the whole plant water loss and it was very interesting, 70% uh, of these um, lines uh, showed the water saving trait. And what is our next goal? Right. Our next goal with this project is taking these plants, um, supreme lines, um, and like uh, some of those that they were fast wilted compared to our top lines that they are slow wilted to the field mm -hmm. and test them in different location in West, locations in West Tennessee. Okay. And to find out how that uh, potential uh, can help in uh, that population of soybean for Upper Mid-South mm -hmm. and um, what impact is this going to have on yields? Right, right, because that's the bottom line, and that's what everybody cares about. How can I get higher yields? <laughs> well, so your hypothesis is that these slower wilting varieties will increase yields. Correct, and um, to give you um, a reference, you mm -hmm. can check... Um, uh, one of the corn hybrids uh, named uh, Aquamax, which right now that hybrid in the United States, uh, I believe is um, planted in um, last year, since 2013, uh, planted over 10 million acres, just Aquamax. Why for dryland is better? Because it, the uh, Aquamax hybrid still showing slow wilting compared to the uh, other hybrids okay. of corn. So our goal is to create Aquamax soybean okay. um, for upper mid-south of the United States so they can manage the environment that um, we have drought time to time. We have dry environment or high temperature there. Mm -hmm. So just thinking ahead, you had 70% that, that met your expectations, I guess, in the, in the growth chamber um, experiments in the second year. For the third year, when you're actually putting it out in the field, what are you thinking? Are we going to see 
you know, all of those perform well, or do you think we'll, we'll, we'll see just a handful or so? Uh, great question, Ginger. But uh, looking at our result from the first year and only looking at the diluted truth compared to uh, whole plant uh, water loss, so we found even like um, there was 40% match with the moderate wilting from the first experiment to the second experiment. And then for fast wilting, we still had around 30% match. So the point is, I can't tell you right now how change, huge change is gonna be in yield, but probably with selecting fast uh, wilting, moderate wilting and slow wilting categories and take those lines to the field, we're expecting to see changes because 70% change in uh, control environment that can show us uh, something around 30%, uh, 35% change between this line uh, that they are slow wilting, moderately wilting, or the one that is fast wilting. Okay. Well, it'd be very interesting to see your results at the end of next year. Um, and so excited to see this study. And um, anything else that you have going on or that you wanted to mention about this particular research project? Um, so, uh, yeah, we are so excited uh, for this year and hopefully next year that we can... Um, our goal is to even looking at the um, seed uh, quality in the field and see how uh, different aspects of that is changing under dry air and for this particular uh, population that we have. And the other thing is uh, I needed to and I wanted to mention is um, working with colleagues from different uh, states mm -hmm. on this project, from University of Arkansas, from University of Missouri, USDA. We're going to expand this to uh, USDA. Mississippi, working with them on this project, and uh, my colleagues here, um, Dr. McClure, on this project, working uh, to find out and to have this screen for uh, this many lines as fast as we, in three years we were able to screen that number of population and lower it down. And uh, the other thing is my colleague in Missouri, USDA, is already uh, we're done with extracting DNA on all these 122 lines from uh, crossing two parents uh, related to this environment in Upper Mid-South. And he's looking at finding markers uh, to find out how these markers on water saving are correlated with this uh, potential, which that's going to help us a lot with knowing the background of these lines and the markers for um, developing those lines mm -hmm. that they are supreme lines for the field. Sure, and getting those out to the growers definitely a, a, in a faster way. So that's great. Of course, the unbiased research the university provides and working with other universities and partner organizations, that's just a great benefit. I, I can't agree more yes. <laughs> with what you said. Yeah. Well, we thank you for being here and telling us a little bit about your research. And like you mentioned, there is going to be a place you can go online and read more about this study. Can you share uh, yes, that website Yes, again? I'm glad that you reminded me that. Uh, so soon, very soon, um, our um, non-technical abstract for uh, producers will be available on uh, United Soybean Board's okay. uh, website. Fantastic. And we'll be sure to share that too, probably through utcrops.com as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Avat, for being with us. Of course, thank of course. you all out there for listening to Call of the Week. And we'll talk next week.